This week in League, we celebrate our successful production of Lord of the Rings featuring real-life hobbits and a golem. South celebrate their grand final win in true Blakely style with dodgy tattoos and tiny penises. Nathan Merritt reproduces his landmark origin performance on grand final day. And we look back on the 2014 NRL grand final. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 175 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I am still recovering. Look, I mean, you know, no time like present. Well, you've got some other feedback to go through first, but the function on Sunday at El Loco. What a joyous so, time. In, uh, Surrey Hills. Absolutely fantastic, fucking enjoyable time. As great as everyone was, you know the highlight? What's that? The trick that worked at El Loco. <laughs> Yeah, and that is also a, a, another symptom of how fucking fucked off your face you were. <laughs> she was gorgeous. Come on. She was. She was. She was nice looking. Oh, she was gorgeous. Fuck, you are the worst. That's all. That's, that's it. You are the fucking worst. You're going to a place, a sausage fest, if you will. Something with fucking two titties and a, and a vagina rocks past. Oh my fucking god. She's amazing. Yeah, she is in the context of the current environment because she's the only female in the fucking under the roof. But, <laughs> you know. Wouldn't kick her out of bed to get you, that's for sure. I'll tell you if I... <laughs> Just remind me, sorry. There was this fucking MMA event last weekend called Battlegrounds or some shit and Charles Sonnen was one of the commentators and, and JR from like WWE, you know, WWE, you know. He was doing it. It was his first MMA card he's done. And Chael actually said the chick's in the ring doing the fucking ring card thing. And um, and he said something like, look, you know, this is this is an easy job to do. You know, this is an easy job to do if you're a 10. But if you're a 6, it takes real fucking balls to get up there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just popped harsh. the door. <laughs> but um, just some, uh, some non... Some non uh, non uh, meet up related shit. Anki D, uh, are there enough known wife bashers in the game to have a women in league domestic violence all stars team? Wow, Brett Stewart be fullback. Well, Brett Stewart's never done it. <laughs> Greg Inglis, however, he could play fullback. Arvar is one centre. We know we got a five eighth or or five, you know or halfback, whatever we need in Robert Louis. Surely it's not enough to make a team. We'd have to we'd have to get deep. We'd have to go deep on it. Balls deep. Pick man. out some, you know. Obviously, you got Greg Bird. Yeah, you know, he making an appearance in the pack. Isaac Gordon. Isaac Gordon. I wonder. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon we could get fucking close. If you really went deep on it. Well, like uh, guys like uh, like Tomato. No, did he, did he smash a woman or was he? No. He just smashed other people. And prescription pads. Yeah, well, yeah, that was that was like the the fiftieth thing he'd done, though. <laughs> but yeah, that's an interesting question, and I'm sure that uh, the little scamps will get together and come up with a list. And I think we can get at least a starting them, team. What do you call them, little scamps? For that's not very nice. Well, it's, it's better than calling them like little cunts or something, you know, or whatever. Or Mitches. No, I'm like, I wasn't going to say Mitches because I didn't want it to be just about the Mitches. I want everyone to jump in. So the Mitches and the other three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jamie. Um, Jamie B he has like about four underscores in there I think maybe three 
read the podcast discussion about the uh, the sides. Like if you're a, a supporter of a side that has died or whatever, you know how do you continue? Why you know who do you support? Why do you support them? How do you you know get over the loss? And he said, uh, as a former Bears supporter, now Raiders diehard, I'd like to know how many other this weekend league listeners have moved on. So. Uh, Bears to Canberra. I mean, I assume, I assume he lives in Canberra now. So, okay, that, that's why Bears to Canberra. But, uh, Would you yeah. get Bears to anything? Well, <laughs> you fucking have to if you want to support a team. <laughs> yeah, you do it. Um, I'm sure I've spoken about Uncle Bob, not my real uncle. It was possibly the biggest North Sydney Bears tragedy. So, so like Uncle Bully. Like Uncle Bully wasn't really... Yeah. Jake the Mustard's brother. Exactly. I I get where you're coming from and and, and we're on the same page. He uh he ended up becoming a Tigers fan. What a clever man. So North died, he's gone to the Tigers. Or gone to the West Tigers, obviously because the West Tigers, yeah. Because it wasn't Balmain anymore at that point either. Clever man. What was his reasons? Just because he was you know, he was down with Bruiser? Oh yeah, I think yeah. yeah. Dad had something to do with it. Poor bloke. He's oh. got a Fuck I'd struggle. Like unless there was an, unless there was an expansion, I would fucking struggle because there's just no like honestly there's no team that I could jump to. You'd go to the Tigers for sure. It's, yeah, no, I don't think I would. I mean, you could rule out like I, I wouldn't go out to, I wouldn't go to a Super League club. So that's boom, half the comp chopped straight then and there. And there's other teams. You really need to move past this Super League thing. Gee, it's a long time ago. It's yeah. almost twenty years ago. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Live through it, man. It was painful to go through at the time. But, uh... Yeah. I, I lived through it myself, Nathan, but, uh... Didn't have quite the same profound effect on me. Yeah, it's because the West Tigers was fucking sitting there watching. Fucking, when the West is in the fucking Balmain. I was sitting there watching while teams like Manly and fucking East fucking stood up there and, and beat those scumbags off. Saved Rugby League. Can we, can we get past this, please? Had a dance with the Ewoks. Next, blue, next. blue fucking ghosts of North Sydney and West and South were watching her with smiles on their faces. How'd you get that? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've. It would. It would literally take an expansion. Like, say for example, if like something happened to Manly and they were gone for good, no chance of coming back. And then they expanded, like, and then, like, say the Brisbane Bombers or, you know, whatever, like, some Brisbane, I'd probably go, yeah, well, fuck it, I can go there, I can go watch, you know, 12 games a year or whatever. That's probably the, the way I'd go, but I don't think I could jump onto an existing side. Uh, Cattle Dog Blue, so, uh, you read the Matautias, he said, uh, you need hope it's a level playing field. The day they pull on a Bulldogs jumper will be the last day I watch Rugby League. Wow. Cattle Dog Blue, very diehard night supporter. I mean, you'll remember around Origin time how he blasted us for our lack of rating, McManus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the rest is history. He can get staunch on a topic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would ever stop watching Rugby League over, over the actions of like, well, hardly... player movements, but fuck, I would be cut if it was, you know, three young guys like sure, that. Sure, but I hardly feel the dogs would have busted the bank or spent... And it's not like it's not like they're ripping, you know, Prime John's brothers plus Prime Gidley brothers. So no. you know, like, no. Nah. You know that that's that's a different. These guys have got all the potential in the world, and they've barely scratched the possibility. But you know what? How many guys do you see that have all that potential like these guys have, yeah. and then amount to jack shit anyway? Because you know, they're pissing their mouths, you know, 
you know, for, for every Luke fire. Brooks that comes along, there's always the the cautionary tale of, you know, the Daily Cherry Evanses. Well, Luke Brooks is a cautionary tale as well, isn't he? I mean, at the moment, he's like a lottery I tale. I don't understand what you're supporting he's a, me. He's a lottery tale at the moment because you can somehow win the Rookie of the Year with three fucking decent performances, but... You know, second year syndrome is going to be a bitch if he only had three this year and he wins rookie of the year. Fuck, you'll be lucky to get a fucking full eighty minutes out of him. Two man of the match performances next year, Dally M. That's how, that's how I'm reading it. Yeah, probably. It's just it's amazing. Like, just the general diluted quality of the league. It's just it's really testament to that because I mean, Cherry Evans gets rookie of the year, wins a premiership, fucking guns everything. Luke Brooks can come, you know, close to fucking last and get rookie of the year, and he wasn't even the best player in his team. It's just you know, bizarre. Now, the meetup was sensational. We've had some feedback afterwards from some of the people that attended, like Crow Q&A. It was great to meet up with those that attended the Sydney Tool meetup, particularly me and you. Champs. Particularly us. Yeah. Wow. Shithead listener. Lovely man. He's listening to old eps and now putting faces to you two and the rest of the mob from Sunday night, cracking up, send beer. <laughs> I'm not going to send any beer, but <laughs> thank you for your uh, kind words. He sent some beer my way. And some Burma's your way. Burma's my way too, just quietly. He's a fucking quality human being. He really is. And he was the first one to arrive too. Yeah. Tremendous. He was the first one to go. Who are you, cunts? Yeah, he's like rocked up, and I could see, I could see by the look on his face that he was like, he meant to, he was, he meant to be there, he was meant to be there, and he's looking around to see if there's anyone else, and he's seen us, and he's like, yeah, yeah, the cogs are turning. That going, guy's bald. Going through the database of the inf- of the information, like, what does he know? Carl Pilkington. Does that guy look anything like Carl Pilkington? Yeah, probably a little bit. A little bit? Really? I don't know. I don't know if it's, you know, anger or, or what, but, you know, you don't look as much like Carl now as you did the day that the joke first started. Really? I, don't, I don't know. It's like life. Life's just like... <laughs> yeah. Weathered me. You got all you know, that motherfucker's been in the Ganges and everything, so you think if anyone's gonna be weathered <laughs> maybe that's it, he's been weathered. Yeah, well. And you're I'm, still you're still vital and youthful. I'm still beautiful. <laughs> um Stuart Marler. Great meetup guys. Good to foot good to put pa- faces to names, even if our faces turned out to be pretty ordinary. Oh. Don't be so hard on yourself, mate. You're you're a fucking you're you're treasure. Oh, I thought he was speaking for himself and Yeah, I assumed he was. Big pardon? <laughs> I just I was, I'm just gonna go with it. He's talking about himself. Cool. Tall Hayden. He's like tallish, tallish Hayden, but, uh, you know. He's fucked tall enough compared to me. He wanted to be another foot taller, I think, to, to really earn the name. But, oh, well, maybe he comes from a family of dwarves. But he's an awesome Valentes guy. Valentes or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he, fucking, he, he's sensational, top human being, Tall Hayden. I lost Kenny the amount of burdens. <sighs> what about fucking Birdo? He's right up me. Yeah. For not pulling my wallet out. Yeah, I know. I didn't, fucking, I didn't get an opportunity. I drinks thrown at me the whole day. Same. So I didn't. I, I didn't get below a half full drink before there was another one Bunch in front of, of me. Legends. I mean, absolutely legends and generous and fucking like ninjas too. Because sometimes you didn't even see it appear, and you're like, "Fuck!" And you're like, "You I was know, triple parked at one stage, and that yeah. was the beginning of the end for me." But uh, the tall hates it. Uh, a drunk rugby league getting their cock out like that doesn't surprise me. The fact it didn't happen at the This Week in League meetup is surprising. <laughs> I saw I saw uh, Dan, Dashing Dan one on Twitter. I saw him reaching for his fly numerous times as a joke. So he was probably the guy most likely, but he, you know, he wasn't really going that hard in the drink. So, you know, he was kind of, he was kind of shirking yeah, it. Yeah, he was being a soft cock. Rev Sunny, 101. 
And this is a guy who he said that he turned up fairly early in the piece. He was within the first sort of half a dozen people to turn up, I'd say. And he's like, "Look, I don't, I don't really tweet that much. There's so many times when I sort of go to tweet, and I'm like, nah." And he's a top guy, funny dude. Fucking tweet more, bitch. But he's uh, he said, "Hey, hey, Twitter Nation. After the meetup yesterday, did anyone else think Nate looks like Tim Curry?" That was his thing. Then he started getting on his phone and going through, you know, looking for you know, sweet transvestite, you know, Rocky Horror pictures. And uh, look, I've seen Tim Curry in fishnets and suspenders. I've seen you in the same. The fucking resemblance is uncanny, Nathan, I've got to tell you. He's a talented motherfucker. Triple threat. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy with that. And uh, Rev Sonny also went on to say that a big shout-out to Twill Nation who came to the Oxford if you have to watch your team lose a grand final, it might as well be around those cunts. So yeah, they did. They went to the Oxford at Petersham, I believe. Like the the people who weren't going to the grand final, uh, a lot of them ended up there. And so, by all means, let us know how many people actually went to the, that aspect of it. Cause I'm not sure. I think the plan was for us to go back there, but um, yeah, was... but I don't think it's. I don't, I don't think it lasted all that time though, because I mean, by the time we were coming back from the grand yeah, final, yeah, that's it. Uh, Mitch Bieber was saying that he was at home on the piss. So, I say it must have broken up yeah, pretty much no, after the game. That's because everyone told him no one wanted him there. Oh, okay. He started busting out. Orlando Bloom came in. And... Orlando Bloom came in and punched him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chapo, Chapo the creator. I didn't think they existed, but yesterday this week in league meetup, I saw a Hobbit. I wonder who that could have been. I wonder who Chapo could have been referring to. Now, shithead listeners, it are to my twill brothers and sisters. Thank you for an awesome night. Great to meet you all. Now, can someone please tell me where I am? Who said that? Shithead listener. <laughs> Gav must have been a. Uh... Sounds like something you would have tweeted at like five thirty p.m. that day. <laughs> I had an out of body experience. Well, yeah. Well, let's 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 get into it. like so so the um the venue was fantastic. Like the food, the food was fucking great. It was big enough. We got a decent crowd. I so actually, I had a list uh, made up of all the people who who RSVP'd and the, and the maybes. And then once I took them, you know, a couple of the maybes off, added the ones on that, that last minute. And that, we had over twenty five people there, so it was a good group, all good people, and uh, fucking food was sensational. Yeah, well, I didn't eat enough. And that was, I think, that was my yeah. problem. I had four tacos. I just basically got all lines of meat. A beef one, a prawn one, or seafood, I guess, yeah. Beef, prawn, chicken, pork. Uh, fucking all very nice. And um, the staff there were great too. Like uh, old mate with the, the singlet. Behind the up, bar? Hooked us up, yeah, behind yeah. the bar. Hooked us bloke. up. One of the concerns going in there was like, you know, their drinks menu's got all, you know, 27 types of tequila and margaritas and whatnot, but it doesn't have anything like bourbon on it. But that that was soon dispelled. For on the other side of the of the of the establishment, the bourbon was flowing yes, <laughs> like yes, water. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it was just great. Couldn't could not have gone any better. Um, and as a testament to how enjoyable it was, I I said many times that you know the plan was for us to leave sort of no later than three thirty, walk down to Central, catch a train, be at the grand final sort of round four and watch the the curtain raiser one with the the state the state league title one. But we ended up getting a cab the whole way into the game. Yeah, well, yeah, well, well this is what he was at. No well, one wanted to put me on a train. It, not not sure. I think it's, I think it was we left it fairly late because yeah. because we ended up like as a testament to how enjoyable it was. We we're going to think about wrapping up at three. The people that were wrapping up at three, uh, like Chapo, you know, they went, and next thing you know, it's like quarter past five and we, then we're thinking about yeah okay we probably should go soon so 
Yeah, it was just it was just fantastic, uh, fantastic afternoon, very enjoyable, and like you know we haven't had the discussion about it yet, but at the end of the day, I'm quite prepared to say fucking lock it in, next grand final Sunday, it's happening. I'm happy with the same place even. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I thought the venue was fucking great. It seemed to be convenient to a hotel. lot of people as well. Yeah, hotel was fine but too. Fucking, I'm getting the bed this time because that fucking <laughs> that thing was that fold out thing was just. It was disappoint. It was disappointing to what I thought, what I, what I expected. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest. Look, I slept on it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I, a, I didn't get the sort of sleep that I needed, considering my condition earlier in the day. And um, you got about half an hour in the cab, though. I wasn't actually asleep, Nathan. I was just there trying to work out who I was. And well, let's fast forward. We get in. We get in the taxi. You know, some some indeterminate period of time after five p.m. And then on the way, you just your eyes are shut, and you are just like you're on another planet. I was not well, and was and so I was saying, yeah, Glenn, you're all right. And you had two things, two forms of communication. One was a thumbs up, and one was a peace sign. I don't know what that. Yeah, where that come from? But the thumbs up was like you know you giving us the thumbs up and the peace sign, and that was the sum total of communication out of you for that entire cab journey. We start walking up into the ground. I remember getting out of the cab and just being really like overwhelmed with the noise and the amount of people and like I was trying to make everything out and it was all just a bit of a blur when I first got in the first like couple of minutes when I got out of the cab yeah got some chips in here yeah I had a water sculled two bottles of water and I was like I'm not sure if I'm going to throw these straight back up or if I'm (laughs) going to try and keep them down but if they stay down this is going to be the pillar upon which my recovery is going to be built yeah and um, and I'm like half time. Let's go get some bourbons. To go down to the bar, and you're just like, like terror. Like, like you're the same look yeah, you got oh, now. Like your eyes went wide, and you're just like, no, no, no. So I had some chips, some water, and then at half time, and I was good by the time. Yeah, like off. a hot dog and a sausage roll or something as well, didn't you? No, a pie and a hot pie, dog yeah. at half time. <laughs> Fuck, they just I just hammered them at half time. But by the time kickoff rolled around, I was fine. Yeah. The um pregame entertainment was slash. Yeah. I wasn't very good during that. I didn't realize. I didn't realize how, um, like how panned it was, the slash thing. Really? It's like I was, you know, I was like, you know, fairly drunk. I mean, it wasn't like I didn't get roofied like you though, so I wasn't like on another. I wasn't seeing. I wasn't hearing colours, but like, <laughs> I, but, and the disc given we were there and we weren't watching close up on TV and everything. You know, I was just like, oh yeah, that song sounds right, I guess. And then train came out. I was like, oh yeah, these guys are shit as you know, shit as they are on the radio. Get the fuck out of here, and they did. You know, they were only there for five minutes. It felt like. It was probably like fucking 20, though. Yeah. I just... Fuck, that whole period from the cab ride and all the way up to f- kick-off. Yep. It's... Details are sketchy. Yeah. I'm only piecing little bits of it together. <laughs> well, when, yeah, there wasn't that much to piece together. We're in a fucking cab and uh, plot a course from Surrey Hills to, to Sydney Olympic Park, I don't basically. Remember. We, we stopped at the hotel... Because yeah, I was yeah. like, when we got there, I was like, do we have to check in when we got there that night? Because you got, did, oh, that's right, afterwards, yeah. You're like, what? And I go, no, so mate, it's all sorted, it's all good. In. Where's the bag? No, it's all good. No, it's all in the room, mate. It's all done. How the fuck did you do that? <laughs> no, I did it on the cab ride, that, on the way. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Solzy04 said, after all these years, I still don't love night grand finals, but a this weekend league meet-up during the day certainly helps. A great day, great people. Our... Uh, English cousins conjured themselves up at this week in league uh, UK meet up for grand final day. Sammy Boy 1986 tweeted and said, uh, myself 
at Fishpot13, at Shane Aaron Elvis, and Shane's mum, our UK Twill Nation Grand Final Meetup. Cheers, guys. Good day. Excellent. Hey, no problem. I mean, look, it was really hard logistically to put, to set it up for you guys, but you know. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for turning up to it. <laughs> Don't ask me to name where the venue was. Um, Chapo, the meetup was fucking unreal. Some top blokes and men of quality were there today. I like the way you uh, come along over Chapo in one afternoon. Yeah. So I think everyone, you know, piece like get a picture with him and him and uh, Ben Z together. Yeah, um, if you can, he looks like, completely disgusted. <laughs> the, uh, like you know, like, quite frankly, Israel and Palestine isn't such a difficult thing to negotiate. <laughs> honestly, if you need help, guys, just jam in at El Loco, throw some tacos down, and the rest, <laughs> the rest is up. Yeah, now uh, it was one of the highlights for me just personally. Shana eighty six, the fucking Billy Idol Sunday <laughs> Footy Show Billy Idol Award winner. The most famous person in the room. And uh, he said, yeah, sensational day with this week in league community in New South Wales. A true twill heartland. Best time all my life. Hash pew, pew, pew. So, uh, What a legend. It was it so was. good to meet him. What about when I walked into the toilet? And did you notice, look, you probably didn't because you're not as short as me, but I almost had to stand on a stool to get into the trough there. Did you? It was like, it was like higher than, like, people in Surrey Hills generally, like, half a foot taller than most normal humans. Or, I don't know. Anyway, I've walked into the toilet, and, um, and there's Shanta. What the fuck are you doing in here? Isn't there a disabled toilet down there? <laughs> Taking your fucking crutch into the fuck. What's wrong with you, man? There was a disabled one next to it, though. Yeah, <laughs> there <absolutely>. really was. <laughs> um, she did listen to that. Enjoy, enjoying watching uh, Glenn... Trying to tune Ben Zed's misses. Fucking how dare you, sir. <laughs> Jess is lovely, but it's clear she has very, very poor taste in men, so <laughs> she, she, she would never go for me. Uh, dashing down one. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Gronk style. Hash Chapo. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Chapo. Um, and just a shout out to uh, Mitch Tigers and uh, who else? Cody Girdlestone, Earthboy. For uh, hitting us up and and giving us a heads up with screen captures of uh, Shanta winning the Sunday Footy Show <laughs> award, I didn't actually see them until well after the fact because I well wasn't, wasn't, wasn't checking my phone throughout. But I did see Shanta showing the screenshots. Of the you know that was probably you know he's he's claimed to fame for the afternoon and you know he's showing all the ladies as if he wasn't punching enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, just quickly got some got some emails. Uh, the first one's from Mup. Obviously hurting. He wasn't in Sydney for the, the Sydney one. Obviously, it's too early and tiring to organise now, but the nines would be a good time for a twill meetup, either both days or the second day. You get a long time. Everyone's team's involved, and everyone has hope for the season ahead. So the trash talk would be supreme. Maybe even simultaneous meetups in Brisbane, Sydney, and London with Skype set up or something. Figured it'd be a good time now to sow the seed while you still have everyone's attention and everyone is still buzzing from your Sydney circle jerk. <laughs> he was doing so well, wasn't he? Look, I don't know about the, the whole Skype simulcast thing because that requires software and hardware yeah. to do. And yes, you could do it on your on your iPhones and things like that. But as you fucking proved, leaving the ground after the grand final, drunk people and and, and expensive hardware <laughs> is a volatile mix. <laughs> as my smashed phone would attest. As smashed iPhone landed right on the cobblestone <laughs> on the tiles, right outside the front of the Brazilian barbecue. Stan in the front of ANZ Stadium. The fuck. 
Ben tells us to meet at the Brazilian barbecue. Yeah. Gets my hopes up that we're going to eat Brazilian barbecue. Then fucking we see him and then we just keep walking. Yeah, we weren't. That, that, see, this is the thing. You were still fuzzy walking in. We established on the way in that that was going to be our meeting point after the game. Ah. And that Brazilian, it didn't look that great. They had fucking things like... Dagwood dogs. Like Dagwood dogs and shit. Brazilian? There. Yeah, Brazilian delicacy. <laughs> they fucking sell them. They sell them at, at my jiu-jitsu place. They're that, they're, they're that fucking entwined with the, the fiber of fucking Brazil culture. You go into you go with a shaman into the fucking depths of the Amazon and there's a bloke <laughs> whipping up I, some whipping up some ayahuasca I, and I, a dagwood dog. Ayahuasca, dagwood. It's like it's just one of those things. You're on your ayahuasca fucking your ayahuasca trip and uh, yeah, eating dagwood dogs. <laughs> Which is the more hallucinogenic and psychedelic experience? I don't know. Now, um, got one from uh, our mate the magician Shane Aaron Elvis over there in England. Bit soppy, but like any good champion, I wanted to pay my respects to those that got me to today. I do feel like the CC medal winner, if I do say so myself. For those that are fully in the know, I've had a wretched couple of months, but I stand stronger because this bunch of miscreants and Twitter trolls were there for me. It meant a great deal to me. I could name names, but I've been drinking warm beer and don't want to leave anyone off by accident. I just want everyone to know your kind words and actions will not be forgotten by this POM. I've been truly humbled by you lot. It's an honour to be counted as a member by this community, so thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Nate, and thank you, Tool Nation. Glory, glory, bitches. Yours sincerely, the magician. Or your magician. Look, that's... That's that's lovely. And it it's very heartfelt. Um, and it's much appreciated. But you know what's not love? What's not lovely? And what's, what's not heartfelt? And what is not even remotely appreciated? That? that cunt's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like... um, it's like a skunk. <laughs> Dead. He's got dark hair, he likes you know, dark brown, black hair, or whatever it is. He's that's renowned it, for having his head up his ass. We didn't know there was a bottle of bleach up there as well. Yeah, that's, that's his normal colour. And then sort of, you know, somewhere where you know where he'd part his hair or whatever. He's just got like a, you know, what, inch and a half run of uh, blonde, foom, straight down there. I don't know, it looks like some t- kind of Tasmanian's fucking nightmare. I don't even know how you would describe it. Like, no, what, there, yeah, what there you is, it defies description. Though. It's, um, and we saw some shocking, like we saw at the airport on Sunday, we saw a guy with a mullet that would, that would dead set make Billy Ray Cyrus fucking bar up in the 80s. Like was, and then we saw him at the airport. Like, we saw him at the airport coming in, morning, and then yeah. we saw him at the airport going out. Yeah. And he had, the second day, like uh, yesterday, had a South Jersey on. Yeah. Because you could... You, on you a had, Sunday, no South Jersey. You had him pinged, pinged as a, a, as a Bulldogs fan, fan on, yeah. on Saturday. On Sunday, yeah. Um, we did have the, the nose of someone that looks like he doesn't mind a, a bit of biff. Yeah. And he had a mullet. Yeah. That's like, maybe like a former Western Suburbs supporter who then they died and instead of going across the Tigers, he went to the Doggies. Yeah. Pretty sure his last name's Chapman. Like Chapo. <laughs> it's Chapo's dad. Um, and I guess just finally on the function thing, um, it was it was really fantastic to hear, like, you know, not fantastic, it was very humbling to hear stories from people and, you know, telling them about telling us about, like, how, you know, listening to the show, you know, might have got them through some, you know, some hard times or, you know, things like that. And you go, fuck, man. That was... I I had a great time. I met some fucking awesome people. Lots of laughs. An out-of-body experience on the way to the game. Um, but that's Thanks one to being the, roofied by probably Chapo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Birdo. Actually, yeah, probably. It's in his game. Chapo. Chapo wouldn't have a roofie in him. No or Scarecrow. Way. Yeah. That guy's that's probably scared. That's probably his number one pickup line. Yeah. <laughs> 
Does this smell like chloroform? <laughs> <laughs> but that was one of the one of the best or b- biggest things I took out of the day. Um, and as I've said in the past, and I said to a few people on Sunday, you know, it, it as much as I love it, and it is our baby, and and it's it's five years now that we've been doing this. Certainly last year, and and again this year, it's been fucking hard. Like yeah. there's been a lot. Um, and that's probably testament. The last couple of years have been a bit of a fucking grind for, for me personally anyway. But um, I've seriously considered pulling the pin a few times. And when you hear people say how much the show, you know, helps them or, or you know, how much of a release it is for them to, you know, a couple of hours a week. Um, and then, you you know, it puts you put your own issues into perspective. And, um, and, and, the, and right, they, they, they weren't right asking cunt. for sympathy. Yeah. Or, and you have to be a right cunt then, wouldn't you? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Um, they, and they certainly weren't asking for sympathy or, or, or you know, didn't have their hand out or anything. No, they're just, just telling us. Yeah, what, just you telling know, their, yeah, their just take. And sharing the story. And I really appreciate it. And, and it's, it's, it's a massive thing that I've taken out of the day and it's it's been an eye-opener for me. <laughs> so we're going to have these fucking things on us in the grave. Sorry? We're going to have these fucking things on our heads until the grave. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get some fresh ones. Yeah, I'm going to upgrade them over the off-season. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking, yeah, we, we got it. We got, yeah. We I want to so. fucking put a whole new studio at home, but you ain't fucking come up with the internet connection. <laughs> and finally, not related to any of the meetup or any of that stuff, but gentlemen, we'll call him Mark because it's his name. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. But what I'm saying is, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put his last name out there. I'm not sure. I don't know whether he wants to. Member of member of uh, Twill Nation, though. Uh, paid member of Twill Nation. Sent an email today to he's, he's forwarded it to a, to a couple of his mates and uh, of which our our email address was first on the list, and it, it was just really like a fucking unbelievable thing to see. It was a it was a sequence of photographs, perhaps by by a tattoo artist. I think it might be a tattoo artist, or at least someone who witnessed this and had this sequence of photographs and sent them around. And it was like talking about how you know tattoos are like personal and you know they can mean this, they can mean that. And you see the guy that there's a, a woman lying flat on her stomach. Tattoo is working around her, you know, butt region. The photos change angle, get more detailed, and it's clear that he's tattooing her, you know, on or around her asshole. You get to the end, and the and the woman's on a on a on a her belly. So you know, on top, if you're looking at her ass at the end, which you are because the photograph is that's what it is. It has spit first. Written around her ass. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unrelated to rugby league, but thank you, sir. For I mean, we we do enjoy getting emails from our listeners, and uh, and that one was no exception. <laughs> and finally, sorry, one more thing. We can't let it go. Got got a lift from the airport by our buddy Tad Pike. Legend. Great day for him. I mean, personally, I mean, being a Rabbitohs fan, uh, even if it is just a bandwagoner because he's a Yank. Now, hang on. <laughs> You know he's been a, he's been a Bunnies fan. Well, two thousand eleven was when we met him first. Yeah, wasn't and he it? was a Bunnies fan yeah, then. Yeah, he can't. He still had Burge Eyes then, didn't they? I mean, it's not like that. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he, yeah, he deserves it. He's 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 suffered all of his forty three years, even if uh, a lot of those were in Denver. But he's rock he's rocked up and gives the lift, and uh, we go to get in the car, and he's like, oh no, wait, pops open the tailgate of the of the the crawler or whatever it was. Cooler bag in the back. Full of booze. Cider, beers, 
and bourbons and uh, two sippy cups, a manly sippy cup <laughs> and a tiger's sippy cup <laughs> so that we could drink our drink our bourbons as it turned out to be in uh, in comfort and style from yeah. the airport to the hotel. Unbelievable gesture. Uh, unbelievable gesture, unbelievable guy. And, uh, and then he, thank you he very rocked much. up. He still came to the to the meetup after taking us to the hotel, and he had a fucking busy day ahead, and he still yeah. hung around for a few hours. And had to go. I get, had to go home and, and mind his uh, his young child young. while his while his wife and uh, her family went to watch the game. Great man. So uh, yeah, hopefully he got drunk enough. To, <laughs> yeah, but yet still maintain the ability <laughs> to look after his child. <laughs> but uh, you know, hopefully he had a great day. And, uh, and this is a final shout out. Is the is the um, the McIntyre boys. There's been a whole Twitter feud going on between them and the Valentes over uh, calling each other, you know, Luigi and Mario and things like that. So they rock up, one with the with Luigi hat and one with the Mario hat. Just fucking sensational touch. And it's just things like that. I just thought, fucking, what, a, what an enjoyable day with a fucking great bunch of blokes. Yes. And, and, and uh, a couple of ladies. We appreciate a couple of ladies. Yes. Rev Sonny's girlfriend turned up at some point. And Jess. Don't you remember? You don't remember the whole thing how she's German and um and like you know he was talking about you know that her shitting on him and things like that. You don't remember that? <laughs> that must have been at the start of an out of body experience. <laughs> but no, she was there. She was there for a time. I'd say that then she then proceeded to go to the Oxford with him as well. Nice. News. First story, and I'm glad this one's gone full circle before we actually got to it on the show tonight. Adam Reynolds had a picture up on Instagram earlier today with the, uh, I was on Tom Burgess' Instagram account with a, a black and white photo with uh, Bunny Love, hash pride. It showed Reynolds sitting there with a, a white rabbit tattoo above his left eyebrow. So, you know, we're talking facial, you know, JB Hi-Fi style tat here. And um, 4,800 likes in a few hours. People started getting on there, challenging Burgess to get a similar design. And then uh, John Sutton appeared that he had done it as well. And uh, Reynolds wrote on Instagram, you know, we we done it. And there's a picture of him and Sutton. And um turned out to be fake. They'd drawn on the stencils. The players had drawn on the stencils. And... Uh, yeah, a lot of people were saying, well, wow, I mean, like, you know, Reynolds got to get paid now. He's a grand final winning halfback <laughs> and uh, he doesn't want to leave the club and everything, but gee, that's going to be awkward. I mean, people talk about Watmo's, you know, manly for life or whatever tattoo he's got. Um, yeah, I think... Is that what it says? I, was, I thought it was just the premiers. Just, that's just the premiers thing, I think. Yeah. And then, um, but it's a lot more awkward <laughs> if you've got it, you know, un- you know, in a place where you can't actually conceal it exactly. So, uh, you know, disaster averted. Uh, and, you know, shout it's out to... good get, though. Shout out to the birthday boy today, Timmy McIntyre, the Ronnie Palmer of reserve grade, and also the first Fafa to 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 run run for Samoa, I believe, you know, coming up uh, in the uh, upcoming games for those guys. Happy birthday, sir! As we record the show, it is your birthday Tuesday. It's a happy birthday, and uh, he happy. sent us a picture today, or tagged us in Facebook. 
and a picture of a guy who had an outline of the Rabbitohs logo tattooed on top of the fucking Surely head of his penis. that was equally as big a fucking get as the Reynolds and Sutton thing. Yeah, I don't know. Surely I... no one gets the actual head of their cock. To... Oh, I know people have got the shaft done, but the head of your penis? That would really fucking hurt, I could imagine. I mean, I've never, I, I don't really have a benchmark to compare it to. Like, I've never, you know, tried stabbing my penis with a pin or something like that, you know? Yeah, to... it's not a lot of fun, stabbing your penis with a pin, let yeah. me tell you. So, um... It's yeah. amazing what you get up to in a cab when you're fucking on the way to the grand final and you <laughs> yeah. don't know who you are or what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, have fun explaining that to the missus. <laughs> but, on the other side, Ben Zed is a, he's, he's quite an excellent amateur tattoo, like prison tattoo, is two hours, it turns out. <laughs> Now, uh, the next story. Nathan Merritt, the greatest try scorer in South Sydney's history, has been an absentee from the club's premiership celebrations and officials are unsure of his whereabouts. It almost uh, has the air of like the Wolfman Williams yeah. <laughs> the disappearance last year. He was a no-show at the grand final. Club officials expected the, the winger to be on hand with the rest of the playing squad at Redfern Oval on Monday to be introduced to the Rabbitohs faithful, but again Merritt was absent. The entire squad, including the likes of Luke Burgess, Joel Reddy, Bryson Goodwin and Ben Lowe, were on stage with the NRL Trophy despite not playing in the grand final. Merritt was also invited by the NRL to take part in the retiring players' tribute before Sunday's game. He's not been seen at Redfern since Wednesday, but has remained active on his Instagram account. He posted a picture of himself after playing at the annual Corey Knockout at Raymond Terrace on Sunday. He later posted a photo of the Rabbitohs logo, writing, Best wishes to the brothers tonight, go get that premiership, lads. It's understood he's yet to make contact with club officials. Um... Well, it's yeah. tied now. Yeah, it does seem weird though for a guy like I was saying to you of you know of everyone involved in the South organisation, players who've been there, you know, when they were getting fucking thumped and you know wooden spoons and everything. Uh, Sutton and Merritt are the ones that deserve to reap you know yeah. the reward, just not for their their abilities, which are you know insubstantial. But <laughs> they've 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 really they those guys fucking deserve it because they've like they haven't left the club and they've and they've been staunch and they've had to suffer through some terrible terrible seasons of fucking teamwork so they deserve to benefit from you know obviously the side coming good and uh yeah I just find it very very strange you know like this is his his beloved club and yes you know he's been dropped and his spot and the team's been essentially taken over by Lottie Takiri that is a kick in the balls, though, right? I get where I get where you're coming from, but I mean, you got to, He's a professional. You still got to. You still got to front up. Yeah, but he's retired now, so he doesn't have. He's not no obligation. But to they do fuck, it. they won the comp, mate. Yeah, and amongst I, it. Yeah, well, that, this is the thing. I mean, that comp is. You know, he's as much a part of that. Well, not as much as the guys that actually were on the field, but I mean, like he's a fucking massive part of it. Sure. You know, so and I say as well, I think. Like, I think I think that, there that, were times where Nathan Merritt was scoring four tries and five tries in yeah. teams that were getting done by fucking, you know, twenty points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just I think he's uh, he's been a great player for the club over the years, and they would have loved to have had him be part of their celebrations. And it's strange that whatever's going on um, in his head or, or you know around him is is preventing him from doing that because he's. You know, he's not going to get another tr- opportunity to be part of it. No, and it's sad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad for him as well. That, you know, yeah, especially when you see Lottie Takiri in the grand final win a, win a premiership ring without fucking breaking the sweat. Um, he could have defended anything out there too. 
On that, on that day. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Probably wasn't going to out jump George Tafua and you know those sorts of things like Lottie did. I mean, Lottie, Lottie Takira is the right selection, Nathan. Let's not. Yeah, on grand, on grand final day, I just thought, you know, given the fact that the Bulldogs didn't have any halves and they never spun the ball wider than you know maybe the five eighth. He was pretty safe out there. I'm not sure Lottie <laughs> had to make a tackle all game. He only probably had the ball in his hands two times. No, you know, no tries. But um, it was just a bit, it's a bit, sad, a bit sad for him. And I just think that you know maybe he didn't turn up to the the grand final stuff because he he blames, in my opinion, rightfully blames Greg Inglis for the, for the fact he wasn't there. Because you recall that he got he finally after much bleeding, he finally got the call up to State of Origin last year, and uh, his teammate. And presumably, friend in quotes, <laughs> Greg Inglis picked him out and just targeted him and absolutely fucked him over. Uh, he scored like what at least three tries. He didn't score the tries. He laid him on. Yeah, he absolutely destroyed him. And I think that that was the end of his game right then. I think that was his confidence gone. I don't think he's ever been the same since. And uh, ultimately, the demise of Nathan Merritt is something that Greg Inglis will have to deal with. You know. In those moments when he's when he's you know all alone, <laughs> staring back at the darkness, and wondering just who the hell he really is. <laughs> that is possibly the greatest load of fucking tripe. <laughs> and this is saying something that that is possibly the greatest load of tripe that has ever escaped your mouth. That and Belton's misses. Those are the two things that you'll probably look back on and say, well, you know, maybe I could have handled myself better. <laughs> now. The Cowboys have bolstered their test front row with Broncos prop Ben Hannant agreeing to terms with Brisbane's Queensland rivals. The former Maroons and Kangaroos bookend has agreed to a 12-month deal with the Cowboys, knocking back interest from the Titans, Melbourne and Manly. Dodge that bullet. Hannant held talks with the Gold Coast coach Neil Henry, but has opted to join a North Queensland club that will push strongly for the Premiership next season after this year's final campaign. The development's a positive end to a tumultuous season for Hannon, who was farcically dumped to the Intrust Super Cup after falling out with Axe Broncos coach Anthony Griffin. Incoming Broncos coach Wayne Bennett was happy for Hannon to stay at the club next season, but the snowy-haired prop faced a $300,000 pay cut to remain at Red Hill. Oof. In any event, Hannon has accepted a downgrade to move north, but at 29, he's prepared to back himself and secure a long-term future under the Cowboys coach Paul Green. The Cowboys already boast test props Matt Scott and James Tamau, and the signing of Hannon fills the void left by England-bound Ashton Sims in the club's front row rotation. Speculation over his future intensified this morning when Triple M suggested the Cowboys were close to securing a deal with the Gold Coast Junior, but now it is officially a done deal, despite Storm coach Craig Bellamy expressing interest at the 11th hour. He'll bring a wealth of experience to North Queensland, a veteran of 192 NRL games, 12 origin matches for Queensland, 6 tests, and winning the 2006 Premiership at the Broncos. Good signing from the Cowboys, I think. Um, I wonder if that means that the Broncos have something up their sleeve as far as prop go, props go. Although, they've got Maguire there, and they have bought uh, I think they've got the enough. young bloke from, yeah. from Melbourne up as well. So I think, I think they've got enough. I just think that... He, from what I've heard, he's he's uh, he, he can be quite a destabilising figure than he was at the Broncos this year. Ben Hannon. Yeah, he's one of those. He's one of those ones like you know when people started a couple of weeks ago, and people were like, oh yeah, Corey Parker's a cunt, mm. and his ex, his exhibits A through Z yep. to demonstrate why he's such a cunt. I heard not similar stories like that, but I heard yeah. I mean, when he got dumped to you know he had a falling out with uh, with Griffin over you know he was helping players negotiate. You know, better young players negotiate yeah. better better terms on their contracts and things like that. And um, 
you know, he's probably just offering advice to him. But I've heard from supporters of most of the clubs, you know, that he's actually, you know, been through like doggies and things like that. But yeah, he's just not a he's not a massively well liked guy. There you go. So that's interesting. Don't know what it means for James Tamau. Well, he's shit, and probably you'll play for uh, the Pride. That's what I would suggest. It's nah, means for James Tamau. Probably in a nutshell, isn't it? I think that guy's one of the most overrated players in the game. At the moment, he is based on mm. current form. Yeah, based on the form that. But he's done. Him. Yeah, he's done nothing for a very long time now. Yeah, I agree. Almost since the, the day after he got his call up to yeah. his first rep game, he's been pretty much average ever since. I don't think he's ever particularly performed on the representative stage either. He's he's never been the same player since Benji Bit slapped him. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Who would be? You know, you let Benji Bit slap her. Yeah. It's like getting bit by trout. You're a prop. And you're really? a prop. Well, you should have put him in the ground. Yeah. You need to. Benji should have had a disintegrated face. Really. Yeah. Yep. Imagine if he did that at Dallas Donnelly. And finally, the Bulldogs are facing a fine of up to twenty thousand dollars for being late on the field in Sunday night's grand final. An NRL source has confirmed the dogs have been issued with a please explain for holding up the kickoff for several minutes. NRL officials are waiting for a response from Bulldogs chief executive Raylene Castle before taking further action. The Rabbitohs ran onto their field onto the field to their song Glory Glory to South Sydney while the dogs waited inside their dressing room. After the game, the NRL received complaints from Bulldogs fans that South's song went longer than their own. Castle and Bulldogs coach Des Hazel were unavailable for comment this morning. Another Bulldogs official tried to explain the mix-up. We were originally told we were running out first, the official said. Then South asked if they could go first because they were ringing the bell and wanted to be out there. That was fine by us. We didn't have a problem. Then there was a bit of a mix-up about us running out. That's all it was. Surely they're not serious about a $20,000 fine. And on Twitter this morning, it was more 50000 they were talking about. Yeah, they were talking fifty. Um, I just... Yeah, you wonder how much of it is mind games from Desi or, um, and how much of it was, was a legitimate mix-up. Um, I didn't really notice it at the game, albeit I was trying to yeah. recover by eating chips and drinking water. But yeah. um, I just, if just that uh, glory, glo- I know a lot of people are bagging glory, glory south to South Sydney, but fuck me, compared to who let the dogs out, that thing sounds like the 1812 fucking. I was just going to say, like overture. the only, the only possible. Example in history where Who Let the Dogs Out isn't the fucking cuntiest song being played on an occasion <laughs> was was that grand final. And you know, the th- this is the thing I was telling, I was telling you to be ready for it tonight, but that Glory Glory to South Sydney with the tune that they, that, you know, that they, 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 they run it to, you know what it fucking reminds me of every time I hear it? Fucking skinhead racist motherfuckers. Because the same tune as like you know American, American History, History X, X fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Earl with Earl's brother in the in the in the um, pickup truck yeah. singing his own you know Zog Machine and White Man Marches on and all that sort of thing. So um, that's what I, that's what I think of every time. I think you Isn't fucking it Peter Rabbit. It's a Peter Rabbit theme. Here comes little Peter Rabbit. That's probably another. Here comes little Peter Rabbit. Something 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 something. Here comes little Peter and the White Man marches on. And yeah. Peter Rabbit likes to root rabbits. <laughs> yeah. Girl rabbits. No, so basically... that's what rabbits do. Basically, bringing the NRL on distribute playing such racist, racist skinhead propaganda <laughs> music. And uh, it's disgraceful. 20,000 20, bucks is a bit steep. It's a bit fucked, actually, because, I mean, Channel 9 should have been fined $20 million and 
Yeah. Because how many times have they fucking delayed the starts of game well beyond the, the advertised, not the advertised oh, telecast time. They own the game, Nathan. Yeah, that's true. The Ginge yeah. said so himself. Yeah. yeah, they're home. Bought the game. They're the home. And they own all the fucking keys. <laughs> <laughs> they're locking all us in And there. they lock the doors. Cunts. <laughs> Recaps. I should say recap because it was just the one game. The grand final, of course, South Sydney Rabbitohs 30 defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 6. ANZ Stadium, I believe, in the current configuration, it is a ground record of 83,833. Rabbitohs 30 came from tries to Alex Johnson, Adam Reynolds, George Burgess, wife beating Cunt, and Greg Inglis. Conversions, three out of four to Adam Reynolds. Sam Burgess went for a ceremonial last kick of the game, and he actually, it wasn't under the sticks. So, I mean, it was probably, what, you know, it's probably 20 metres to the left of the uprights, and he almost fucking got it too. Like, it wasn't too bad off the boot. And um, Reynolds also two from three penalty goals. The Doggies, one try at Tony Williams, one goal to Trent Hodkinson. I think the Dogs did, did well to hang in for as long as they did. Um, I thought it was pretty obvious that South were, were were the stronger side, um, and that, that the dogs were playing a, a bit busted, albeit without Ennis. Um, I think South overcome the the loss of Luke um, a lot better. I think Kirasau was probably the you know a, a real key for them in the end. He, he was really sharp out of dummy half. He was sharp at the end, like he was. He, he, I don't know if it was a stamina thing, but he got hooked at one point, and then after he came back after being hooked, yeah. he was good. I think he just needed a rest, and after that, he was he's really good. And I mean, I think he's, you know, instrumental. Or, you the, know, he's one of the key guys in the the ending of the game. It was glaring that the dogs were missing Ennis, and uh, I think credit to, credit to the dogs for for getting to the grand final and and really making game of it for as long as they did. But ultimately, I think the scoreline finished up as we thought it might. Yep. And it probably says as much about um, the way South really played, um, the way they've played all year. Uh, and the dogs probably show that, you know, come grand final day, they come up a bit short and, and it probably indicates that they, they overachieved to get there. And and credit to them as a club and credit to Hasler as a coach and, and their players to, to get the job done. But um, when, you know... When all the all the matches were in the middle and, and they're playing for the yeah. higher stakes. Well, like this is the scoreline wise, for the per, you know for the what fifty minutes or so. I mean that it was close. It was close then, you know, fair enough. But like run of play wise, yeah, and yeah, like that, that's what I mean. This South game was never in, fucking close. South were in control and the dogs were just. You just felt like the dogs were just hanging there by the, you know, by their yep. fingernails or by the skin of their teeth. Um, you just. Praying for for an error or praying for a yep. you know a, a try that against a run of play or mm-hmm. something would give them a bit of a spark. But yep. um, to South's credit, it didn't come, and they they controlled it. They they were patient, which mm-hmm. is something you know you haven't won a con for forty three years, and everyone's talking about it. And you're in your in your grand final, and you know all you want to do is win and, and get the monkey off your back. Patience isn't something that always goes along with that, you know. That's true. I think they were ably assisted though. By a Canterbury side that was that devoid of fucking creativity. Yeah. They didn't pl- that like the, the the try they did score 
was just, you know, like a, a, off a kick, like a yeah, grubber. Yeah, it was a decent it was, kick you know, and, was, and, a, and a nice chase decent. from t They never fucking swung the ball wide. I mean, how many times were we sitting there when they would they bring the ball out from their own end? Southwick all compressed up through the middle and they'd have and like a three-on-one overlap. One more pass to, to one of the best centres in the game. Yeah. And he never got the fucking ball. He like, barely touched the ball all fucking game, Morris. And um, Especially when the game, you know, I think the, the George Burgess try... Whilst it didn't indicate a blowout on the scoreboard at that time, I think that just, was the nail. Though. Yeah, I think you just felt you felt the South crowd rise. Yep, and you, and you felt the and albeit we were right in the midst of the Bulldogs area. Yeah, you really felt them deflate a little bit. Yeah, like fuck. They fight, they a, fight up a bit when they got that like, trot. Yeah, that guy just fucking ran through everyone. Step James Graham and and pushed off Tony Williams, um, and, and just barreled over the try line. And you just, that was a real, you felt it shift. You felt, okay, see us know that, you know, barring an almighty fuck up, yep. they've got it. Yep. And the dogs know that barring an, a miracle, miracle they've, they've got, lost they got it. You know? yeah. so, um, and and you could tell that and it reflected. They ran away with it. They scored tries, um, you know, bang, bang, bang thereafter. And, and English put the finishing touches on. And, and that was that. And, and, you know, so it was written. The the Rabbitohs are premiers, and um, I think the Dogs have probably got a fairly active off season ahead. Um, I just don't think uh, that they're getting enough out of Parrot at fullback. He's a safe guy; he doesn't make mistakes, but he's a long way from a ball player. Mm, but he wasn't. He, he wasn't. He wasn't any issue at all. No, I don't, I don't think so. Oh. But create creative, creatively, it it wasn't yeah. coming from the halves. Could you imagine if they had? You know, an Inglis or a, yeah. you know a really creative fullback to give yeah. that extra dimension and yeah. try and impose their will on the game. Yeah, but that's I mean, the but sort that, of thing but they that, needed. But that's because you know you're going back to the, their fucking halves didn't do a thing either, sure. and it wasn't like their halves were controlled from doing anything. Hodkinson's, their halves didn't Hodkinson do shit. Hodkinson was playing hurt, but you know where was where was Josh Reynolds? Fucking myth, yeah. non-existent. And here's the thing: Canterbury have to be one of the worst sides to contest the grand final in recent history. I mean, they were, and it showed, and that's and that's how the the game showed. I think South could have won by more if they had of um, you know, not been so patient and just sort of ramped it up a, a little earlier. Mm. Uh, the Bulldogs didn't know they were beaten until um, you know, quite late, quite late in the game, I think, you know, or you know, midway through the second half. But you know, this the absolute golf in ability. I mean, you know, there could have been any number, any number of you know, two or three other sides that you know would have given us a grand final. It was actually a great game as a great as a game. This was, you know, no great shakes at all. And I mean, let's face it, you know, there's other grandfather. Fucking 2008 probably wasn't either. But, you know, if you're not the fan, you know, if you're not the winner. But um, it's yeah, great. I, to, I know, don't think South fans will give two fucks yeah, about the quality of the game. Yeah, exactly. Care but about I mean, as, as as the first grand final lot of, that I've been present at as a completely neutral party, yeah. you want to, you know, you, you want a great, you know, a great battle. And unfortunately, we didn't get that. I was but, impressed uh, with the, the noise. And the atmosphere of the game, yeah, it was it was great, and especially towards the end when it became obvious that South were, were going to take it out, and um, you know some of the images that they were showing on the screen and the and the crowd's reaction to it, yeah, uh, I was really glad that I was there to witness it, and I was glad that I, you know, you could really take it in and feel feel the energy and the atmosphere. Yep, it was um, good experience for me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was great. It was a great day. Very happy with it. Um, I think I wasn't happy with though this fucking horse shit with the bell at the start of the game. I really feel. I've got to tell you, 
that that was when I was still trying to like come back to oh, planet yeah, Earth. Yeah. So I don't remember it. Honestly, that sort of thing should have been something done at Redfern during the lead up mm. or something like that. Or, you know, afterwards when they go back or something or you know that shit has no place before a fucking grand final because what happened is you get that thing going on and then after that they start firing up the fucking winning song for the Rabbitohs. There's no way in hell they would have played fucking who let the dog out, who let the dogs out, but from the fact that they had to felt they yeah. had to feel they make it even, you know, and square it up. They don't play songs before teams run out in fucking football games, but they, they did this weird thing where there were more South fans there anyway. It was a full house. They do all this pro-South shit. And so immediately, the sea of emotion and everything is laid out, which certainly benefits the Rabbitohs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would have been absolutely fucking furious with the way that all that stuff played out. Um, and it just made, it just it just left a really sour taste in my mouth as far as like, wow. I mean, because it's like, it's, it's undisputable, you know, that they wanted South to win this game. I mean, they needed South to win this game to, to take, the, take a bit of the edge off, you know, a season that's been, you know negative in a lot of ways and for the NRL and you know their officials and all that sort of thing been smashed you know non-stop it's been a pretty poor year for, for referees and the administration with you know the sort of things that uh, Greenberg's been up to so they needed South to win and they got their result like the biggest crowd in that stadium configuration the biggest television audience you know smashed the, the audience um, nationwide for the AFL grand final all these you know ticks you know that that have nice warm fuzzy feeling and end for the season for the NRL as an organisation yep. But like doing that shit before a grand final, I think it's just fucking repugnant. And I'm I'm glad that fucking my team wasn't playing in that game because it was just such a it was it was that, the doggies was fucking just set up to be the victims, so that this fairy tale could play itself out. And it was just it was just ordinary and it should and that's fine if it comes from a fan perspective, but it shouldn't come from a fucking scheduled event and entertainment yeah. perspective before a ball's been kicked off. I don't remember a fucking thing about it, so it's hard yeah. for me to comment. But um, you make a fairly convincing argument. <laughs> fucking, what's the first thing that you remember? Yeah, you know, coming back, you reckon? There's no no thing. It's just like all of a sudden you you were in the game again. I just remember shortly before kickoff, getting to the end of my chips, and I was only just starting to enjoy them. I remember when you fucking grabbed a handful of my chips like you forgot that you had chips. And then I'm like, dude, you look on the ground in front of you, you got a bucket of chips. And then you're like, and then you look, and you're like, and you look down and you're like, oh yeah. Fucking hell. It's like you got it. <laughs> Do you remember how much you were spitting? Oh man, I had the worst case. Was all, you know when you feel like you're going to hurl yeah. and you get just this overproduction of saliva, it was doing my head in. And it's lucky that the, the guy next to me just obviously didn't give two fucks. If it was a lady or something, I reckon she would have just called the police or something. <laughs> Thought that I was on some sort of drug. It's terrible. Oh, that's funny. Do you remember? Now I, gotta, I have to ask you before I talk about something in the game. I have to ask you, like, do you remember that? You know, do you remember? Do you remember yeah. fucking? Um, do you remember that tackle that uh, that Graham put on? Um, what was it Farrell? He just fucking Tyrrell. He just drilled him. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, and, 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 and there made was the a big delay well. in the yeah, game. Yeah, was a huge delay in the game. Graham, once again, that dude, he had half a dozen Grahams Look, in the team, you would have won. He, um, he did everything in his power to lift a side that was clearly outclassed Yep. in, in many ways across the park. Um, he did everything in his power to get them over the line and get them you know, to a level where they could just beat them by being 
overly competitive, yep. you know, excessively competitive and yep. aggressive. Yep. Um, you, you know, that guy is one guy that can hold his head high. And people want to make a, a big deal about his record in grand finals, but I'd like to watch those grand finals and see if he's made a similar effort to that. You can't say a fucking thing about that. You know, the guys, his, are, yeah. the guys are prop forward. Yeah. You know, he can only cart the ball, and he goes looking for it. Yep. He can only cart the ball up so much. Yep. He can only get, you know, pop an offload here or offload there. Like, it's, it's hard it's to say. not his back. It's, not, it's, well, he, it's hard to say, well, he's lost all these grand finals. Well, I'm sure that that dude can fucking sleep at night and say, look, at least me personally, I fucking gave it everything I had. And, you know, and if it wasn't for, like, an absolute fucking lump of shit like Tony fucking Williams with the Dez refused to hook, he's the one that fucking led in the, the George Burgess try. Well, get your arms around him. We two chatted under he, sevens level. Get your arms around him in the tackle. He just pushed him off like he was, yeah. wasn't even there. Like, and there was, a t- there was another period where uh, the, the first time that the, the doggies had the ball anywhere near the try line, T-Rex got over the try line and, pr- and promptly dropped it. Yeah. And he, he dropped the ball, I think, three times through the game, if I can recall correctly. Missed tackles. Just an absolutely fucking useless player. And, um, you know, Desi. Worth every bit of the 600 grand, apparently. Yep, that's what you get, Desi. You had the fucking poacher manly player. Well, yeah. Choke on it. Unky D. Dogs had no chance. Souths had too much go forward. And I'm just talking about the bandwagon. B15542. To all who kicked us out of the league in 99, fuck you. Glory, glory to South Sydney. Hash, go Rabbitohs. Hash, 21 and counting. The counting premierships again now, see. <laughs> At Bay Bay BNC. In case you didn't know, Sam Burgess hurt his cheek. Also, he hurt his cheek. Hey guys, Sam Burgess hurt his cheek. I'm so glad I wasn't watching it on television. Or, you know, using sports ears or anything like that. He's he's a worthy ambassador for the game. But as yep. Channel 9 I want to do, they flog these fucking horses until they're well and truly dead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would... <laughs> You know, say what you want about South and, and Channel Nine's love affair with South, but if Benjamin's in the grand final, it'd be doing the same to him. If Jared Hayne was in the grand final, it would have been doing the same to him. Billy Slater, you know, those sort of guys, they're just, it's like we say, you know, they touch the ball, you know, three sets of six previous to a try being scored. It's and, all on them. And it's all on them. Like, it just, people aren't fucking idiots. Yep. Don't treat them like it. Yep. Fishpot 13. Showing the colonies the way. Hash British Bulldogs. Hash bunnies today. And he's copied the other poms in there as well. Lovely. A fridge too far. If it's not the mighty green machine, it might as well be the red and green. A true premiership winning side. Props. Dragons underscore red V. My granddad was a long-suffering South fan. He passed away last year, but I know he'd be having a beer or ten to celebrate. Eddie NZ. South of the John Cena of the NRL world. Only the commentary team and special needs kids cheer for them. GT351 underscore Johns. And shout out to GT for uh, hooking us up with um, the ability to purchase the yeah. tickets amongst Thank the Doggies you, crew. Congrats to South Sydney. They outplayed us tonight. Well done, Doggies, for a good year. Better luck next year. Up-hop. Congrats, Souths. You beat the seventh best team this season. Hash, you still still shouldn't be in the comp. DJ explain. Shane Hayne wins. Congrats to the most biased ref in history of the NRL. Although, to be fair, there were no real controversies, I don't think, in the in terms of refereeing. I don't think it's going to be t- any, any ref's fault at all. No, I don't think so. Freak 09. Just want to put out, point out, the Bulldogs have lost two grand finals in the last three years. Ash Chokers. 
And finally, Mitch EFC17. James Graham has now lost seven grand finals in eight years. 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, and 2014. Poor cunt. That's, that's a tough record, but like we said before, I don't, I don't think any of those are going to be due to lack of effort on his part. No. And that is full time for episode 175. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Cracked 4,000 followers, nearly 5,000, I think, by now. We've done going great this year on the old Twitter machine. Facebook, also excellent. This Week in League, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Hit the like button, share the stuff around. Um, and yeah, it us help us spread the word in general. And thank you for your feedback and everything that you guys provide on there as well. iTunes, we've got a review this week. Someone by the name of Shoop Shoop Da Doop. What did I just listen to? Five stars. Like having tiny people throw up inside your head for an hour and a half. <laughs> I fucking love that. That's great. Identify yourself too. I mean, yeah. neat enough it's one of the usual suspects because that's fantastic. And he's brilliant. Because uh, we've still got a couple of Revelation shirts, uh, a couple of Tigers in Decline shirts. Um, let's face it, Tigers in Decline. What about the disappointed looks on people's faces for their... You know that where you forgot their fucking. Well, game. actually, one of them, I, and, and then as I was less drunk and I was, and I collected my thoughts to think out what happened, I was expecting some of the shirts were being swapped over, and I was expecting to get those shirts back, which were the size of the people that were going to be there that was going to get the shirt as well. Right. So, um, motherfuckers, and then like, I'll post it to you. And I'm like, okay, I'll have to post it to them. So there's a lot of posting going around. Let's put it that way. Um, that's it. Next week. As I consulted the, our, for, our former episodes, um, next week is uh, the Twillies, the gala night of the year. The you know the you know it's it's, it's rugby league Christmas. It's uh it's the night the rugby league really lets its hair down and um it's and, and, ce- and celebrates the 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 uh, the finest players in the world. The the players of course are well up for it because it's the most prestigious awards for the for the rugby league world. And uh, as a result. Over the next couple of days, you're going to see uh, the voting stuff go up online, and uh, the categories will be up. It's all part of our uh, end of year survey as well, which so we encourage everyone to make sure they complete that and, and get their feedback in um, again for the year, so we can keep building the show, keep improving it, and fine tuning it to suit um, ourselves mainly, but yeah, with input from everyone else. But you know, we like to he- we like to hear. Yeah. Just, my favourite give ones, you guys a voice, well, yeah. a voice screaming into a fucking rabbit hole that no one listens to. Because in in the in the survey, we tend to get uh, a few categories of answers. The first the first category, which probably holds eighty five percent of the of the respondents, is uh, when we say like you know, is there any anything you want us to to add or anything you know we can do better? And they're like, no, no, guys, just keep going the way you're going. It's fantastic. That's group one. Then there's group two that'll all be like. Read more of the Ben <laughs> Zed's tweets. <laughs> yeah, stop talking about manly, mate. <laughs> Glad stop talking about the Tigers. And, uh, and then there'll be ones with just like actually serious feedback and, you know, like great ideas. Seriously, you do carry on about manly. Something you're fucking scraping on me. I'm sick of it. Mate, listen back to the fucking Tigers, Tigers report now and then. The cunts are out of it fucking halfway through the season and you're still fucking crapping on. <laughs> we should have just stopped covering those bastards. It's thing. It is. And, and, and you know, being a, being a wonderful Manly fan is my thing. 
Um, so yeah, what's going to happen is with the Twillies, if this is your first time, and I found like audience-wise, this year we've certainly we've certainly seen an increase, but it's, it's been an increase sort of on par with the the growth that we've had over the entire run of the show, apart from the time when we got featured on iTunes and it was been hockey stick. But um, if it's your first Twillies, what happens is we'll put a, a survey up on the website. It'll be accessed from the website. We'll we'll send the lead out link out on Twitter and we'll put it on Facebook and everyone will have opportunity to do it. And uh, basically, it's similar to Dally M's, plus with some custom categories of things that we have. You know, there'll be four or five options for each category and an opportunity to write your own answer in if you don't want to pick any of those. And what happens is those, those votes will be up there for, you know, for about a week and uh, you'll have opportunity to get in there. And uh, yeah, then we have our accounting partners tally up the votes and we don't know who the winners are until we... Uh, open up the envelopes which is we great we're going to do another live live stream we should do that yeah we? I think we should I mean do we do it on a Tuesday then or do you want to do we make it like a night where you know like a Friday night or something like that yeah. where it might be easier for people to to be determined yeah well because it's going to be next week so we sort of will have yeah. to think about it reasonably quickly but um might make it easier if it's like you know for you as well if it's on yeah, Friday exactly. night and we don't have to rush off to work or anything the next day no. so it might be I can get up you cook me breakfast and then I'll go yeah, maybe. What's that? What's Saturday? I think Saturday's Bacon Day. Yeah. Every day should be Bacon Day. Every second day is Bacon Day because I run two separate programs. So uh, yeah. Tomorrow's anyway, enough day. of your diet. Let's uh, let's wrap it up and uh, look forward to the Toolies. Congratulations, Rabbitohs fans, and um, you know, long long awaited, but uh, much deserved in the end. Sometimes not so long awaited as well. Remember, I was talking to like so there was that little girl standing behind us at the traffic lights, and I said to I said to Ben, I said like you know, what do you think about little kid like that? She doesn't know stuff. She doesn't know pain. She doesn't she doesn't know what it's like not to win premierships. She's probably only been able to talk for fucking three years. Jesus, <laughs> how right. how can she be permitted to celebrate this? You're a fucking horrible human being. <laughs> Speaking of horrible human beings, what the cunts that fucking smashed that poor guy? That cunt that was smashed. You remember him? We're walking out of the ground. Oh, yeah. And there was that dude propped up against the light pole. He's fucking... His nose... They had to hose his nose off the fucking footpath. I've never seen so much fucking blood on the ground from like a dude getting smashed either. I mean, there's just fucking blood everywhere. Yeah, it was terrible. Poor cunt. And you see on Twitter like later on, you know, people by the time we get back to the hotel, people are like, oh, you know, they heard there was like a a King Hit incident or something out there. So it must have been that cunt. Fucking... Poor fucking dude. You don't don't go out to the football and expect shit to end in that, you know? No, definitely not. Uh, So, yeah, not cool. Alrighty. That's it. That's all we've got time for this week. See you next week. See ya.